Good morning, afternoon, and evening, and welcome to the 8311Cast, your premier Midwestern-based sports podcast, bringing you all things sports to your beautiful ears. Join your hosts, Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig, Ariane Barry, and Wyatt Teeter as we talk about college basketball, the MLB, including an MLB season preview, and of course, our signature segments, Mike's Stupid Rules and Write That Down Predictions, here on episode 216. Fun fact, the Big Ten, the the conference, of course, got more teams into the college football playoffs than it did the Sweet 16 this year. Uh, Those teams, of course, for for football will be uh, the Ohio State and Michigan, and then Michigan State for their sole representative in the Sweet 16 who did not make it past the Sweet 16. Um, It's been quite the month for March Madness. You could say this has been a very mad March. It really has. I mean, both on the men's and women's side, actually. There have been a lot more upsets than um, really than I, I won't say ever before because I haven't done the research, but there's just been a lot more upsets, period. I mean, on the men's side, a good way to um, illustrate this, right, is just by bracket points. So last year, right, the 83-11 cast group bracket finished with 460 points and was in the 33rd percentile. This year, it's got 470 points and is in the 67th percentile, <laughs> right? That just shows how um, how different the uh, the Blacks have been this year, specifically once we've gotten to the Elite Eight and Final Four. I mean, uh, the highest or the lowest seeded team in the Final Four is four-seed UConn um, to go along with five-seed San Diego State, um, five-seed Miami, and nine-seed FAU. Um, in the final four. So it's just been a crazy year for upsets on the men's side. I don't think I got any of those final four teams correct. I got one in UConn. But yeah, and also as we tweeted about, or as Ariane had tweeted about, no one seeds in the Elite Eight for what, the first time in NCAA history? First time ever, yeah. Yep. With the highest seed being Texas left, which was number two. Uh, seated in the uh, Midwest region. Yeah, I think my favorite thing to really juxtapose the tournament this year is last year our final four was uh, Duke, KU, uh, UNC, and Villanova. Like blue blood, blue blood, blue blood. That is it. And this year we have this odd assortment uh, with no even top three seed in it. So definitely fun how different it's been this year. And the most, the most major conference being the ACC, which was unheralded this year as far as basketball goes. Right, you probably would have said it was the fourth best conference. Right, if not the fifth best conference. So, I think I would have the bit probably put the Big East ahead of the ACC. Right, for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Right, probably big. Big 12, big, big 12, big 10, big 10 SEC kind of at the same position, maybe on that two, three, you could flip flop them and then big East and then probably ACC. But anyway, yeah, it's just been a wacky tournament. I mean, on the women's side too, um, we've seen sort of the same thing, right? I remember I said, um, sort of the season, the women's tournament is oftentimes very, very, um, chalky. Well, one seed Indiana was out in the second round. One seed Stanford was out in the second round. Um, only half of the final four is decided, but it's three seed LSU and two seed Iowa. Um, 
as and of right now. With Caitlin Clark going for the first ever 40-point triple-double in NCAA history. Caitlin Clark might be the most entertaining college basketball player ever. And I'm probably biased against her because she goes to Iowa. She is incredible. She is incredible to watch. I don't know if I can say ever. I mean, there have been some pretty good college basketball players, but she's definitely uh, she's up there for sure. She's been incredible in what she's been able to do. Um, and pretty consistent overall, year to year. Mm-hmm. Speaking of women's basketball, though, uh, Iowa State women's basketball did have some more news this week. Um, Lexi Donarski, uh, probably the most surprising player I would say did have or is entering the transfer portal, which is big news for Iowa state. It, I saw some, some questions on Twitter. Does that mean there's something else going on? Is Bill Finley retiring? That's obviously a lot of speculation. We have seen nothing or heard nothing of that so far, but I mean, and along with Janowski, um, Less important, of course, but um, Morgan Kane and um, Miller McGraw are both also transferring as well. Um, I didn't realize Kane had any eligibility left, um, so I didn't think she would be back anyway. And uh, Miller McGraw was um, a role player, didn't play very much. Um, so those two aren't huge losses as far as my perception for next year. But Donarski, of course, is a huge loss for my perception of next year. I also got word from a random Twitter account uh, that said they had spoken to Robert Jones and he plans on coming back for his last year of eligibility. We had talked about that before, so get excited for another year of Bob Jones. But he was actually okay at the end of last I had heard yeah, some he was okay. about that too. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I think I'm okay with it because here's my reasoning. As you see in the tournament this year, I, a lot of the teams that had a lot of experience or uh, were older teams seemed to fare pretty well in this tournament. We were the third oldest team in the country this year. <laughs> agreed, agreed. But there's some stability for all of the young freshmen coming in. Now, granted, that stability is coming from Bob Jones. A bench big who plays 14 minutes a game. Outside of that... It'll be good when you're losing so much senior leadership on that team when your next best leader is Taman Lipsy, who will be a sophomore who's only played one year. Um, so I I think it'll be helpful a little bit in the transition of the team. Um, obviously, the team still has a lot of room to take shape and fill out through the transfer portal, portal itself. But I I would say I'm indifferent a bit about it, but leaning towards the eh, I'm I'm okay. He's coming back. I just do not enjoy watching him play basketball. It isn't fun. He's not great on offense or defense, and he's much better in his mind than he thinks he is. I was excited for Gabe to come back. I thought he could be better, and I saw him as a leader. I don't really see Robert Jones as a leader right now. He seems more like the guy who cheers on the end of a bench than the guy who's going to lead you on the court. I'd be happy if he was a 9 or a 10th guy, but I don't like him in the starting lineup. But we'll see how he does next year. Will he be the starting big, or A, do we bring in a transfer, or B, is can Blue be our starting center next year? No, he can't yeah, be our starting light. center. He's I would love to get a transfer. Light. Yep. 
the cyclo Iowa State is in on a, a bunch of different bigs reportedly uh, in the transfer portal right now. Um, keep your eye on the Pittsburgh forward who decided to sit out towards the end of the season, um, as well as I think the top big in the portal currently is a kid from Wyoming, maybe. So those are the two to keep keep your eye on. Fingers crossed. Seems like a great guy. Good, uh, good team morale guy. I just don't know that we need him playing a massive part in our uh, actual basketball playing. <laughs> yeah, and and of course the roster will start to come into shape over the next um, month or two as everybody who's going to transfer in and out um, gets new homes. But for now, that's what we know, and we'll have to see. Um, we'll have to see from there. Out of this final four, who wins the national championship? I mean, you, UConn is the it best team like in this UConn. Final Four. And, you know, they just have the history. They just they win national championships every however many years. I'm like, well, it's a UConn year again, I guess. Probably UConn. I mean, I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't have picked UConn at the beginning. They weren't the best team in the tournament. So just the fact that they're the best team left doesn't I'm not mean... counting anybody out at this point. They've, they've proven to me I shouldn't do that. FAU is in the Final Four. For the guy who did pick UConn to the Final Four, um, I thought they could have made it out of that West region. Man, I don't know. I I like what I've seen out of San Diego State. and I, I think I'm going to go out on a limb and pick them. Boy, did they have a boneheaded play at the end of... Uh... Yep. Yup. Why are you why are you throwing the lob the ball to your bat to your why own? Are you throwing the lob to towards basket. your own bat? Yeah, towards yeah. the basket you're defending up to with less than 30 seconds left. Why? And yeah. I know there's been the controversy, but yes, that was a foul. Um at the end of that game. I don't know if you guys saw that. It, it was it was it was, it was, it was a, a foul. light foul, but it was a foul. It was a foul. Just like uh, you can get into it, but the refs, the refs didn't decide the game there. The players decided the game when he, they decided to foul. Yeah. Any other thoughts on either the men's or women's tournament? None from me, really. Hearing none, do you guys know what Thursday is? Well, it's opening day, of oh, course. It might have something to do with baseball. I could. Baseball? It, it, it is. It's Mike's favorite sport. It's my favorite. It is literally my favorite holiday on Thursday. Yeah. Christmas sucks. Opening day is where it's at. Are you taking it off from work? No, but I'll probably leave early for, to be home for the start of the Twins game. Wow. Did you get that approved by your manager? It's better <laughs> to ask forgiveness than permission. <laughs> I would say he would, he'll never know, but he sometimes listens to this podcast. Oh. So. <laughs> hey, shout out. So, no, I will be watching. I will be uh, enjoying the opening day festivities for sure. Um, And as we do at the start of every sports season, we are going to do our season preview. Um, We've talked at length already about the rule changes for this year, so we won't go into that again. Um, That's obviously one of the big stories of the year. Um, Really, that's the big story going into the year is how short – how much shorter are games going to be? I also want to tell a funny story coming out of spring training, though. Uh, there are, well, it's not really rumors. Zach, that he allowed nine earned runs in a game 
or a spring training game or over two games that is maybe besides the point he allowed a bunch of runs because he was bored that people weren't getting on base enough and he wanted to practice his pickoff moves so wow zach granke is one of the most unique characters that the game of baseball has ever seen um he's 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 hilarious i love him he's getting the opening day nod correct yes yes so it'll be it'll be uh lopez granky on thursday for the twins Royals. yeah and when all those base runners got on base i think he did 10 pickoff attempts in three innings which is insane so there you go zach granky has practice his pickoff attempt this season so maybe we'll see a few pickoffs this year at first that's fine the twins don't try to steal bases anyway so he won't have a, an opportunity to do it. he's ready just in case but no it should be good um what other storylines are you guys watching um going into the year besides the rules um young talent is going to be a big one uh the yankees are uh brought up their top prospect who's either 20 or 21 um top shortstop prospect in baseball i believe as well as the ari on your st louis cardinals brought up a 20 year old i think it is i think so yeah he's been talked about for a while i think and i was surprised to see he got called up yeah so a lot of young talent coming up i mean service time manipulation still happens uh obviously in major league baseball but there are some incentives against it now uh, and I think you see some teams that are uh, a little bit more willing based on the new CBA to bring um, some of that talent up a little sooner. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be fun to see uh, an exciting wave of, of young talent hit the hit the big leagues this year, as well as injuries are already starting to pile up for some teams, including uh, Reese Hoskins for the Phillies. Big one Torres ACL. Get Gavin Lux for the uh, Dodgers yep. is done for the year as well with any injury. Like we Gavin Lux is always injured. We we talked about um, the injuries in the WBC, specifically Coea and Diaz. No, not Coea. Yeah, sorry, Altuve. 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 Yep. Altuve. Altuve. Yeah, Coea didn't play in the WBC because his wife was having a kid. But yeah, so injuries. But that it's. I mean, it's about the same number of injuries as as before. I don't think it's. A, there's a higher number of injuries. It's, Injuries just happen in the sport. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So. Just some notable players at key positions for teams who could be contenders this year. So, yeah, unfortunately, going back them. to your, your your Yankees point, right? Can we just all agree that Twins Yankees trades just never work out for anybody? Like last nope. year, the Twins traded um, uh, Kinder Fiala and um, Donaldson to the Yankees for Sanchez and Urshela. And Sanchez for the Sanchez is still unemployed. Um, nobody signed him, and the Twins traded away Gio Urshela. And Yankees fans hate Josh Donaldson, and Kinder Fiala just got replaced by a prospect for the starting shortstop job in New York. So the trades just don't work out for anybody ever. Yeah, so that's fun. Good for good for Kinder Falala or whoever, however you pronounce. I, I his never. Name. He, he he was a twin for all of like two weeks. I never even learned how to pronounce his name. Yep. But anyway, as we do um, for every um, every season, um, we are going to do our season preview where we make our predictions. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to do um, 
each division winner. Do you guys want to pick the wild cards from each league too, or just do the division winners? I'd say just do division winners. Yeah. Makes it a little easier. Okay. We'll just do division winners from each league. And then of course we'll pick our AL and AL central champions and world series champions as well. Sound good to everybody. Sounds good. Cool. Um, We'll start over in the AL East. In the AL East, I've actually got the Blue Jays. I think this will be the the Blue Jays um, finally able to put it together, and they will unseat the Yankees um, for first in that division. Uh, I think it's win or bust for them, honestly. Uh, at this point, the amount of players they've traded for, the amount of money they've dealt out, I think Toronto is really feeling it this year. I think this could be their year, too. I'm going to go with Toronto over new york wow i thought i had a unique pick i also have the blue jays but i guess that's just the uh the new mainstream pick for this year because nobody wants to pick the yankees am i right i mean it's it's pretty mainstream i mean fan according to fan graphs fan graphs is predicting that the yankees have the second best record in baseball uh but the blue jays have the fifth best record in baseball i guess tied for the fourth yeah, Fangraphs gives the Yankees a 42% chance to win the division and the Blue Jays a 29% chance. Well, I guess I'm uh, I'm the odd one out here. I'm going to stick with the Yankees. Uh I'll let them prove it that they don't have it. So, I'm going to I'm going to go with the guys who have done it. Yeah, I mean, I agree that it's probably the Yankees division to lose, but I think uh Toronto is healthy and hungry, going to be healthy and hungry this year. I think their starting rotation is really good. So, the Yankees are for sure going to make the playoffs, too. If we were picking wildcard teams, they'd be in it for me. But Anyway, um, moving to the AL Central. I mean, to me, um, it's either the Twins or the Guardians. Um, I'm going to go with the Guardians just because, one, then you all can't call me a homer. And two, um, because I just trust their um, starting rotation more than the Twins. I think the Twins rotation could be better, but they've got a lot to prove and a lot of question marks, so I'll go with Cleveland. Well, I here's how I see it. Cleveland could either be a really, really good team this year or they could be sellers at the trade deadline. Uh, but I still think that Cleveland probably has the best pitching in the division, and pitching generally wins you games. Um Maybe not this year, but we'll see. So, Guardians for me. Uh, so far, it's through the exact same. I also said the Guardians here. Yeah, I fought back and forth a lot on this one between the Guardians and the Twins, but I did end up going Guardians as well. Maybe I have to switch to the Twins now that... Uh... No one's backing your boys. Homer! <laughs> <laughs> In the AL West, um, here you've got the... Um, the Astros, who have dominated the division um, in recent memory, um, with the upstart Mariners, probably the up-and-coming team. Um, to me, even with the uh, Altuve injury, it's got to be the Astros. I think um, I think the Mariners were a little bit lucky last year, and I just think the Astros are going to be better. Mike, I am not copying you, I promise. Um, Astros here. More experience in pitching, um, and yeah, just overall 
depth of the roster experience been there done that the mariner mariners still aren't there yet um give me the astros to once again maintain a chokehold on the al west well i'm also not copying you guys but i'm going to change mine from the astros to the mariners because i don't want to have the exact same prediction as y'all plus i feel like you can uh, having the mariners would still that seems feasible to me i i guess i mean there's not I haven't looked at the odds, but there can't be a huge spread between the Astros and the Mariners, especially compared to the rest of the, the rest of the division. Right now, Fangraphs, the Astros at 88.7 wins with the 52% chance to win the division. Mariners at 82.3 wins, wins with the 15% chance to win the division. Okay, so maybe it's a little wider than I thought, but I'll, I'll still roll with it. Yeah, as much fun as it would be to pick the Mariners and they'd be a feel-good story, I'm going to stick with my tradition of the guys who have done it are the guys I'm going to go with until proven wrong, so I have the Astros as well. And no one believes in the Angels, and quite frankly, I don't blame anyone because they just have always had talent and they can never win with it. So until they prove anyone else wrong, you have to go with the the team that literally has proven year in and year out, even through adversity that they are capable of winning baseball games. Yeah. It's the same, you know, idea. Like why would I bet on the lions? The lions will lie in it at some point. Like the thing will just suck every year. Oh, you had the Browns. Like I'm not going to bet on you until you prove that you are just going to suck no matter what happens to you. So the angels need to figure that out. With the two best players got, in baseball. I would say they've got probably the two best players in the world and they can't. And they didn't get to the playoffs. So, no. Every, the baseball no. world would love to see those guys in the playoffs. It'd be fantastic for the sport. So, it's not like people aren't yes, rooting for them. They just make it hard to expect them to do anything. Just like the last inning in the World Baseball Classic, last yeah. out was drama. It's super exciting, super enticing. Obviously, those those guys are well recognized and well known. It's just that rest of that team is absolutely just been a dumpster fire pretty much outside of them. And Mike Trout can't even stay healthy and on the field. So those guys must have felt so bummed after they finished that. And they're like, well, time to go play stupid, meaningless baseball because we're not going to get to the postseason again. It'd be interesting to see. Fangraphs is actually a lot higher on the Angels than most of us. They actually have them finishing second in the division ahead of the Mariners with 83.4 wins. Statistics aren't what I'm basing my uh, my judgment of the Angels off of. So I, I understand that they would probably be a little higher. I'm just like, they'll screw it up. I just have confidence in that. Yeah, I don't disagree with your assessment, but um, just wanted to throw that out there too. Yeah. Do you guys want to pick your AL champs now or move to the AL mm. champs? Let's see. Let's do it. I didn't think about this. Well, you have three options, or well, I guess you have more options to choose. No, from that's true. You can pick still wild pick cards. Anybody. Yeah, wild. Right, you can pick right. one of the wild cards. There's no reason why you couldn't. And I'm here come the Angels. Picking, <laughs> I'm thinking about picking the Yankees here still, even though I didn't pick them to win the division. Is that um, who you're picking? I'm thinking about it. I'm just I'm between the Yankees and the Astros. I'll probably pick the Yankees. They're pitching over the if it's healthy over the course of a playoff series. Um, is gonna be too good that's my thought my gut and my instincts say to pick the astros 
But what my heart and my head are telling myself is that I still cannot pick the Astros because I still cannot forgive them. Boy. The Rays didn't do it last year, so give me Tampa Bay. Give me Tampa Bay. Here. Oh, okay. Interesting. They're always pick. they're always in it, man. Always. Can never count them out. I want to go with the feel good story of the Blue Jays. Fair. That's oh, was that fair. it? They could say You left us all on the precipice, <laughs> just waiting for more, waiting for insight. And I why it was just like. It's the Blue Jays. That's it. That's all it is. That's it. I chose it because I wanted it. I'm going to go with the Yanks. Thank you. So we got two Yankees, one Rays, and one Blue Jays. So apparently the AL East is going to win the AL. Yeah, congrats to the AL East. All right, season's over. It is probably the best division in the league. None of us picked the Astros. I don't know how you could in good conscience. Because we're not not saying they're good people. We're saying they are factually good at baseball. You know what? I'm Would changing you... it. No. I'm changing oh. it. Astros. <laughs> God. Oh. No conscience in this man. Pick the Astros. That's fair. So that's mostly the ALEs, but League. the Astros could be there too. So NL. So we'll start in the NL East, um, where you've got the um, Mets and Steve Cohen, who are just um, buying, they, they by far have the highest payroll. They're just buying um, every player they want, except apparently Carlos Correa because they didn't want him. And and now they're they're trying to buy the a youth movement in New York too. They're offering a fifteen dollar uh, student ticket sale or discount. So any home game you can, if you're a student and with a student ID, you can get a fifteen dollar ticket. I mean, I like was, that. It was just two years ago. Was I was in New York, and we bought literally like Mets tickets in the sixth row of the outfield for four bucks on the secondary market. That doesn't sound like a very good deal to me. <laughs> well, now that you put it that way, it's just a horrible the middle deal, here, I but, guess. But. Like the, the the Mets tickets were literally cheaper than the Orioles tickets. Literally went to Mets and Orioles game that trip, and the Mets tickets were cheaper. How can wow. you be cheaper than the, that? Was the year the Orioles? They're a little were in, better now than they were four years ago. To be fair, yeah, this was two years ago. It was just two oh, years, two years ago. ago. Well, I can't speak to that. But this the Orioles the, were the Orioles were in the bad. middle of like that, that seventeen really game losing streak. Yeah, I will say I like the idea of trying to get younger people in and into the stadium. And in my opinion, the more college students you have in a stadium, the better because they're rowdy and probably a little drunk, and it makes it more fun. It generally does. I agree. I like the concept. I do like the concept. I I wonder if these ticket sales are coming with, you know, some beverage options. Potentially. I like that. I don't know what liquor laws are like in New York. They do it for like family things. So like you can get a family pack. It doesn't come with a beer, but it comes with like a drink ticket. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Um, Sorry, picking the NL East alongside with the uh, with the Mets. Um, it's going to be the Braves and Phillies, uh, most likely being your three options. I think the Mets might be the best team, but again, we've thought that for a while and they haven't been able to do it. So I'm going to go with the Braves until um, the Mets show me something. Similar to what we talked about in the AL West, um... I think that Reese Hoskins injury is a big one for the Phillies. 
they might be, you know, the third best team in that division where, you know, three all like three teams from the division make the playoffs, two in the wild card, obviously. But give me the Braves. I just think they have the whole collective in the package and how they've shaped their roster and have so much talent um, under contract for so many years uh, bodes well for them. So I think I think the Braves will best the the rest of that division. I'm going to go with the Mets. They are on paper, like you said, one of the best teams in that division. And I hope that they don't prove me wrong like they did last year. Yeah, I have a <clears throat> I have a coworker who actually grew up in New York. He's a huge Mets fan. Um and he just he never has any faith in them. He's been hurt too many times. And I know he would tell me, do not pick the Mets to win. They will disappoint you. So I'm going to go with the Braves for the NL East. And, and for fan graphs on that, um, the Braves have a 56% chance to win, um, projected at 93 wins. And the Mets have a 30% chance to win at uh, 89 or 90 wins. Moving on to the NL Central, um, the division for you and Wyatt, Ariane. Um, Cardinals and Brewers. It seems like to, it seems like it's going to be a, a a two horse race in that division, um, just like it did, or just like it was the previous couple of years. The Cubs are starting to rebound, I think, from their rebuild, um, but I think they're still at least a year away. Um, and I think the Pirates and Reds are actively trying to lose games this year. Um, so really, it's the Cardinals or the Brewers. Again, the Cardinals are probably slightly better. And I'll go with them. They've got the, they've got the experience though. Um, what is it? Wainwright is now hurt. Yeah, Wainwright's on the IL to start the season, but he's also like fifty million. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You you want to talk about World Baseball Classic injuries? Let's talk about Adam Wainwright, who pitched the entire World Baseball Classic, was I totally healthy, it. and then hurt himself lifting weights afterwards. Right? Like the World Baseball Classic doesn't matter. Why are you why are you in that? You're that age, man. Like take all the rest you can get. But I mean the wood ba- the point I was trying to make is the World Baseball Classic had nothing to do with his injury. Sure. And he still got hurt. So could, he would have got make a wear and tear way. argument, but it's not provable. Anyway, I'll still go with the Cardinals, mostly because I don't like the Brewers. I think the Brewers have better pitching, and I'm sticking with arguments that I made before. Uh give me the Brewers. I think the Cardinals will make a huge splash at the trade deadline that could be big for them, but that would be surprising for them. I know, but I think the I think the Brewers have the better pitching, so I'm going to stick with them. I've never once chosen the Cardinals and I don't think I ever will, so Brewers. Call me a homer, call me what you want. I'm picking the Cardinals. I'll always pick the Cardinals. If I recall, the theme so far has been give me the guys who have gotten it done before and the Cardinals have pretty much a franchise history of getting it done. So uh, I'll definitely take the Cardinals. Fair enough. And uh fan graphs gives the Cardinals a 51% chance and the Brewers a 40% chance separated by basically a win in the projections. Whew. So that's pretty much what it was last year too. So should be yep. fun. The NL central usually is. Yeah. That just goes to show that there's literally no, no other horses in that race. Oh, yeah. There's that. <laughs> I think it was like four or five years ago, like four out of the the four teams were all like in playoff contention. And now it's just two. Yeah, that's fair. It's better than having a division who might struggle to get to 500. 
Shout out to the AL Central. Yeah, that yeah. could be a rough division. In the NL West, um, again, um, Dodgers, Padres, Giants are really the three teams that are going to be competing for it. Um, Fangraphs likes the Padres over the Dodgers this year for the first time in a long time. I still don't know if I believe in the Padres, though on paper they are for sure the best team, but I'm going to go with the Dodgers. The pot, I just don't believe in the Padres. They, their chemistry has just been terrible, and I don't believe in it. I, I don't... I. People can correct me if I'm wrong here, but when Juan Soto went to San Diego, he did absolutely nothing for them for the rest of the year, it seemed like. No splashes, no, you know. The biggest splash was him going there, right? I think there are too many stars on one team, too many people that are not really playing together as a team. I think the Dodgers play together as a team. And I think the Giants do too, but I don't think the Giants have enough. The Dodgers have the pitching. They have the experience. Sure, some of their players are hurt. They're getting youthful in some other areas, but you still have proven players. Mookie Betts. Does Trey Turner still play for the Dodgers? No, Trey Turner? I think so. I think so. I, I forget. If he does, no, that's he's, in just, Philadelphia. he's in Philadelphia. That's Philadelphia now. That's oh. just how important he is. To the team. We don't even know where uh, he is. I, I'm still going with the Dodgers here. Um, yeah, once again, until you can prove it, I don't believe in you. So San Diego has to prove it in order for me to to be a believer. I think they certainly have the most potential, and. Ideally, they can figure out how to work as a cohesive group, and I think this is what they're going to do, so I'm going to choose the Padres. Yeah, I agree with everything that Mike and Kyle said about the Padres. Uh, they just haven't shown it, and you know, you're looking at two teams in the Dodgers and the Giants who have consistently got it done and seem to have a great top-to-bottom team, but uh, I'm going to go with the Padres anyway because it seems like that would be fun. <laughs> so I got I got the fathers for the NL West. Fair enough. We're, we have a lot more uh, diversity in picks in the NL than the AL. Looks yeah, like. that's for sure. Who do we got for NL champs? Hmm, NL champs. This is another great question. Do I pick another not division winner? Do I do that twice? Um, yeah, give me the Mets. I like that. That's fun. Mets Yankees World Championship. That's what you're uh, saying. You're right. I can't, I can't pick that. The Give New York Subway Series. Yeah. Give me the. Yeah, who do I want? I don't want the Mets anymore. The city I would burn the, down. Just. Uh, give me the Dodgers. Why not? Dodgers, Yankees. I don't like any of these picks, but. I am going. I'm going with another non division winner. I think Philadelphia's gonna come back strong. Give me the Phillies. Um, I think they'll they'll hit it at the right time, and they'll be able to ride it on through the World Series, through to the World Series. I, for no good reason, have been very high on the Padres, so I'm gonna choose them as well as my NL champ. Here is where you're actually allowed to call me a homer. I'm just gonna pick the Cardinals again because I want that to happen. Homer. <laughs> According to Fangraphs, they have the fifth best odds to make the World Series in the NL. Doesn't matter to me. You could have told me they had the tenth best odds. Still picking them. 
All right. So I've got a Yankees Dodgers World Series. Give me the Dodgers winning another one. It's like watching another blue blood win a national championship in basketball. Yeah, just you just get a little little puke in your mouth every time. <laughs> uh I have a very non-traditional World Series. Actually throwing it back to to what? 2008 maybe? Mike, baseball history? Uh when was the it... Phillies last won the ch- championship? Yeah. Yes, 2008. Yeah, specifically over Tampa Bay. Uh man. Do I have a coin here to flip? Uh, give me the Phillies. I'll take Let's the see. Phillies. You got a John Adams over there? <laughs> I do not. I have two because I dropped one during our live stream. So did you find it? I did. I found the original one. We're good, but we do have a backup now. You're gonna need to well, ship it off. Good. We all need one now. <laughs> I don't need one for this. Um, I'll throw it back to, um, probably what ninety one. Is it the last time the Blue Jays won the World Series? Uh, 90... the, twin, the Twins won in 91, so it wasn't 91. So 92 then, maybe? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to choose that. I think it was somewhere in the early 90s. But uh, Blue Jays. 92 and 93, yeah. Okay, I was in the, I was in the, in the ballpark, as, as you would say. All right, Homer, what do you think? You got, you got your Cardinals winning a seventh, was it seventh World Series? Sixth? No. Speaking of puke in your mouth, I got oh. the Astros. Astros oh, no. win. Worse. Oh, no. Nobody likes it. Oh, no. I would rather have the Cardinals win. I would rather puke. <laughs> you might do both. So we have four different national uh, world champions. Yes, we do. Dodgers, Phillies, Blue Jays, Astros. From what are the odds divisions. And only one of us picked a non-division winner. Yeah. I assume, Mike, you have the best, uh, the best odds on that so far. On like which of those four teams has the best chance of winning? Of winning, yeah. Fangraphs? Yeah. Um... Let's check fan graphs. It's actually the Blue Jays ever so oh, slightly. Wow. The, Do- the Dodgers have an 11.6 according to fan graphs. The Blue Jays have a 14.1. So, and then the Phillies are at um, 6.2. And the Astros, sorry, the Astros are at 18. Wow, the Astros oh, are the highest. Wow. I totally missed that. Okay. I like my odds. Yeah. So the Astros, I believe, have the second best odds of anybody to win it behind the Yankees. Oh, third best odds, Yankees and Braves. So, Yeah, Braves are up there. Padres are also up there. Fangraphs really likes the Padres. So we'll see I mean, what it happens. It makes sense on paper. We just haven't like actually seen it happen in real life yet. Yeah, agreed. Well, speaking of stuff that we do know that is on paper that we also can see in real life... Let's check in on another edition of Mike's Stupid Rules. Mike, what do you have to educate us this week? I want to talk about a play that happened during the Texas-Miami game. Um, So this was, I think it was near the end of the first half. Um, I think it was Colton Wong. Colton Wong's a baseball player. Isaiah Wong, right? That's his name? (laughs) Something, Something Wong. Last name Wong. Yeah. For Miami. Yeah, um, I think it was Wong um, came down um, and he was um, dribbling down the court and he thought he uh, got bumped um, along the baseline. So he just threw the ball um, towards towards the rim, assuming he was going to get a shooting foul. It was not called, but the shot goes in. 
but unfortunately it didn't count. And that's because of Rule 7, Article 1, Section 3 of the NCAA rules that says the ball shall be out of bounds when any part of the ball passes over the backboard from any direction. So we actually threw it over the backboard and it went in. Like a, like a runner over the backboard and it went in. Unfortunately, unlike in a game of pig where that's a great shot, it does not count in the NCAA. That ball is out of bounds um, as soon as any part of the ball passes over the backboard. Wow. So that doesn't count. I didn't know I that. Didn't, I didn't realize that. It is a fantastic pig shot. You're right. And the, I don't think that's the same rule in the NBA either. I think that counts. I think I've seen it in I the NBA. I think Mike Conley did it this year, I think. Yeah. So interesting huh. difference there. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I was surprised when he waved it off because it went over the backboard. I was like, I, I don't think that's a rule. I thought you could do that. But then I went and looked it up and you cannot. Rule 7, Section 1, Article 3. Literally, that that scenario has a whole article in the rule book. So wow. scenario is specifically covered. So there you go. Any questions? No, that's a nope. great uh, a rule and obviously very relevant and timely. Well, with the end of Stupid Rules, we'll move right into our accountability session for our Write That Down predictions. Um, a decent accountability session. I'd say 50-50 is pretty good for us um, on the accountability session. Kyle uh, Kyle doing his best to uh, buoy all of us here. That's what I like to do here. Um, find first can we have to talk about me saying the Wolves would be a top two seed in the West at some point more than 15 games into the season. I believe they can no longer get there. They weren't going to get there, and it was obvious for a while, but mathematically it was still possible. I believe now it is mathematically impossible because I believe the Wolves have like eight games left, and they are um, nine and a half games out of second place. So they cannot get to second. So, eh. Nah, nah, nah. Kyle, you predicted the Royals would have the would have a winning record at the end of spring training. Not only do they have a winning record, as of right now, they have the best record. Um, most teams still have a spring training game left, so that could change. But they definitely have a winning record. So ding, 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 ding. You also predicted that a four seed or lower would reach the final four. Um, they were all four seeds <laughs> or lowers. So yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. And then Josh predicted that Houston would win the tournament, which uh, they did not. So, nah. <laughs> Putting things back on the board, I will start by predicting the Angels will finish last in the AL West. Not only will they not make the playoffs, they will finish last. Keep in mind, Oakland is in that division. Um, and Oakland is actually projected to have the worst record in baseball. And I believe Oakland is literally trying to lose games, like actively. I think they just traded away one of their last relevant players. You think they're trying to tank their way out of Oakland? Maybe. That's the what the Rams did. Oakland just like fires them? Yeah, no, I think they right, just with, minimize with, fans, and then they say, we don't have fan support, and they move to a different place. That's what the Rams did in St. Louis. But with the NFL revenue sharing, the NFL, the MLB revenue sharing model, that the, the, the A's are one of the most profitable teams, 
because they just spend nothing on players, get their big revenue sharing check and pocket it. Like the A's are one of the most profitable teams because of that. They just don't care about being competitive. Their owner just wants to make money and you can do that by paying their players nothing and taking his revenue sharing check and going home. Fair enough. And And while we're on this, while we're on this topic of revenue sharing, a fun fact, if you look up the Cincinnati Reds this year and their highest paid players on their payroll, you want to guess who their third highest paid player is? Well, I already know who it is. I saw Ken that. Griffey yeah, I saw Jr. Yeah. What, what are we doing? Talk about revenue sharing and then pocketing your check. You are only paying Joey Votto, and that is it. Yeah, if they traded away uh, all of the good pitching. So we'll have to see how that turns out. But... Back to the topic at hand here. Sorry. For Angels the... finish last. Tangent. Angels finish last. I do not think this is going to happen. Neither does Fangraphs. Yeah, like I said, Fangraphs picks them to finish uh, second. I'm going to say, my heart says triple. That's what I was thinking. Did you want a home run for this, Mike? I... I mean, I wouldn't complain about a home run, but I also won't complain about a triple. I think this has to hinge on them being so bad that they trade Shohei Otani. They're going to trade Shohei Otani. I was going to say, he's not going to resign there. We can feel reasonably confident of that. So if they want to get something back, it wouldn't shock me. I also hate that they would. They'd have to be in first place at the deadline not to trade Otani, and then they still might trade Otani. I hate that. I hate it so much. I'm gonna so stick. triple. I'm gonna stick with triple personally. Yeah, that's what I'm sticking with as well. I guess I don't have a leg in the race at this point, so triple it is. And now that a triple is officially on the board, I guess I probably should have said this earlier because it actually helps me. Uh, but they might actually trade Mike Trout um, at the deadline too. The reason being not because he's an impending free agent, but because the owner is trying to sell the team. And do you know what makes your team a lot more attractive to a prospective buyer? not having a $400 million contract to Mike Trout. Fair enough. That's right? true. So not, it wouldn't be a baseball. Trading Otani would be a baseball decision, right? He's a free agent. Trending Mike Trout would be a business decision that they, I wouldn't be surprised if they made. Well, with your triple, um, do we have anything from Josh this week? Is he still alive? Yep, he's still alive, keeping an eye on the tournament, and he's, uh, his champions keep going down, so he's just going to pick another one. He's going to pick FAU. We'll so with that prediction on the board, FAU is certain to lose. Um, what do we think about this? Do they have the worst odds to win? Let me take a look here. According to yeah, 530... As a nine seed, probably. According to 538, UConn has a 43% chance to win. San Diego State, 25. Miami, 20. And Florida Atlantic, 12. 12% would be double-triple territory. What are we thinking? I like this. I, I think this is a good prediction. But the numbers, I don't know. What do you I'm mean you like it? I'm going to say I double. I want it to happen. The oh, amount okay. of... Yeah, the amount of upsets that have happened this year plays against josh's favor favor at this point i'm saying double they can't do it again though yeah i'm gonna go with triple they can. I, they can't I was almost again. i was almost leaning towards home run but i'll still well, with it. it's not a home run <laughs> no way i just don't see it happening i just don't see it happening but i'll stick with triple I, 
I see where you're coming from. They're playing Kyle. against a team who decides to throw the ball at their own basket with 20 seconds left in the game. Oh, oh dub's a dub, right? <laughs> a win's a win. <laughs> they still got it. I'm I'm gonna say triple as well. So it's up, I was it's up to Mike. triple, yeah. Once again, doesn't matter for me. We're trying to take you out of this. <laughs> I guess so. Like I alluded to earlier in the episode, I'm very high on the Padres right now. So I'm going to say Bob Melvin will get the NL Manager of the Year award. I don't know who he manages for again. Remind me. I mean, Wyatt literally just said San Diego. Oh, San Diego. Sorry, I missed that. All good. I was trying to think about that was that was my brain trying to conceive who he like was the manager for while you said it and I just didn't listen. Um I assume we don't have odds for that already. Well, I could probably find it. I mean, what other team in the NL is going to be a better story? I don't know, it's maybe so the, narrative maybe the Phillies? Cardinals? Dodgers? Mets? Cardinals probably not. They'd have to win by a lot to win it. I mean, how many times do we see a manager who their team is the favorite to win the division actually win manager of the year? Yeah. Let's see if I can find anything here. Cy Young, If the Mets don't suck, I could see the Mets winning that. Yeah, Mets, Phillies, maybe. I don't know. It's a hard one to pick. I don't know. Double, triple? Give him a triple? I was just going to say a triple. I was saying double, but... Well, I mean, Mike hasn't said... He said double or triple, so I guess decide what you want to do. I've been low on everything this year. I'll say triple just so we have three triples. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And so that uh, Kyle doesn't get a choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do have the choice of putting up a uh, prediction on the board, Kyle. So what do you got? I, I mean, I guess I'm going to take it because the other option is a strikeout. So uh-huh. uh, True. I, Justin Verlander will be a top three, will finish top three in voting for the NL Cy Young. And yes, he is in the NL this season. Just out of uh, curiosity and no other reason, what were you expecting to get for this? I I definitely won't just not pick whatever you ask. (laughs) Single. Oh, you got me. I do have Cy Young on. Ooh, let's hear Um, him. Uh, let's see. Verlander's in the National League now. Um, so Alan Contra is the favorite at plus 500. Corbin Burns from Milwaukee at plus 550. And then Verlander at plus 700. Scherzer at plus 800. Oh, he's um, ahead of Scherzer? Yeah. I thought yeah. it would be the other way around. Yeah, that surprises me as well. And then Spencer I was Strider plus 1,000. thinking in my head that he's the second best pitcher on his team this year (laughs) 
So he has the third best odds of winning, which means he's, in theory, at least as far as we can tell now, pretty likely to make it into the top three. He would be favored to do so. Yeah. So single, double. I don't think uh, it's. A, I don't think it's I, a single I, this early in the year. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I would go with Thank double. you. This kind of asked good. us for a double, so you know, like 162 games in the man's what 44 for crying out loud, right? He's old as dirt. He's not 45. <laughs> is he? How old is he? He's not 45. Verlander, I'm like Wainwright's 42. He's 40. He's 40. Okay. I was gonna say he's not as old as Wainwright, but he's old though. He is old. The old age of 40. Sports are weird. So we're going with a double? You're yeah, going so with a double. So. Uh, and what do you got? All right. So I have this prediction, not because I really think it's going to happen, but because I think it would be fun. Uh, I'm going to predict that two five seeds will play in the national championship, probably for the first time ever, I would assume. So you're saying Miami and San Diego State both win their games? Yes. Uh, as far as I know, those are the only five seeds remaining. <laughs> okay. Um, the odds of that, according to 538, are 36% times 62% would be 22%. It seems like it's a double. At double territory. Works for me. Sure. And then I have an extra one just to throw it on there before the season starts. Uh, Cardinals win their division, which I guess will be a single. Yes, that's a single. In a two-team race. We were so close to hitting the cycle in our uh, MLB preview episode. but Anybody yeah. want to throw something stupid out on the board? <laughs> you can just uh, give right, me a whole run. Right. I, I Kyle, will, would you I like will. to predict the Royals winning? No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to predict that the Royals. Sorry, I can't type. The Royals will have an MVP vote. MVP vote this year. Does Perez get an MVP vote? Does Singer get an MVP vote? Does Melendez? Singer, that man has a 4.5 career ERA. Is he not the guy I'm thinking oh of? Who's your, who am I thinking of? I mean, you're probably thinking of Singer, but he does not have a good career earned run average. Pitched for the World Baseball Classic, right, Singer? Yeah, yeah. So you're saying Singer won't get one, okay. No. Uh, will Melendez, will Witt? Witt I mean, Melendez is your backup catcher. Uh, I mean, in my mind, Bobby Witt is the only person to receive that, and he was meh last year, so... It'd have to be a huge jump this year. How many votes are there? Like, are you saying a first place vote or a vote anywhere? Any vote. I mean, I, I was thinking that you only got a first place vote. No. Right? It's top no. 10, I think, right? I, I believe everybody votes at least seven, if not 10 deep. Okay, so a vote. I don't think anyone on the Royals roster last year got an MVP vote. Yeah, everyone votes 10 deep. 10 deep um, is a lot. Last year, no, nobody on the Royals got a vote. And will they really be better 
than last year? Probably not. (laughs) 10 deep makes it hard. All it takes is one guy to have a good year and somebody just be feeling it to ruin it. Or or not ruin it, I guess. Bump it to a top five vote and you got a you got a home run for sure. Yeah, ten deep makes it hard. I I hesitate to throw it all the way home run. All right, I'm good. Home run for a top five. All right, let's do it. There we go. We easy hit for the cycle. Hit for the cycle. With one single, two doubles, three triples, and a home run, that concludes our Write That Down prediction segment, which means we're at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for dropping by this week's episode of the 83 Cast, episode 216. From now until next week's episode, be sure to check in with our social media pages at 8311Cast on both Instagram and Twitter. Signing off for the 8311Cast, we have your hosts... Kyle Mersh, Mike Ludwig, Ariane Berry, and Wyatt Teeter. We'll talk to y'all again next week. Go Cyclones! Go Cyclones! Go Cyclones! Go Cyclones!